phone today, I was thinking up as, like, as many lactation songs as I possibly could, and I think I had four or five going, and I've forgotten all of them. So you don't even know the parodies of them? No, I, I don't know what the songs parodies. were or what the song parodies were. It wasn't the, the Milk Mom song by um, Fergie. She has a song that's called uh, Milf? Milf? Oh, milk It? Yep. Milf Milk It? Yep. The whole video is uh, one of the Kardashians have being subdued in milk. Hello and welcome to KinkCast. It is the internet's only sex-positive podcast that has a good time looking at different fetishes, alternative lifestyles, and kinks. So it's not, what would people say if they found out I'm a lactation freak? What would people do when they find out that I'm into moo? What will people do when they find out it's true? I, that's... You're derailing me. You're derailing me. <laughs> Anyways. It's your favorite song to parody. <laughs> I, I do love that song. Uh, today's topic, if you haven't already figured it out by us talking about uh, Fergalicious's milk song, Fergie, Fergie's Milkalicious song, we're talking about lactation fetish, otherwise known as... Uh, 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 Eretifia. Yeah, Erte- I it was lactophilia. Lactophilia. Oh yes. Yeah, lactophilia. I, I thought we were going for the deeper ones. There's two. Oh, there's a few. Uh, lay them on me. Uh, Arata. I practice these. I practice these, and I can't do them. Arata mastia, which is masturbation playing with the own breasts. Mastofact, which is just a simple breast fetish. Uh, Tithiolagnia. <laughs> orgasm. While nursing, hmm. orgasm while nursing, and uh, tithioscopia, which is arousal from watching an infant nurse. Not an arousal from the infant. Around. It's the, the idea of being attracted to the motherhood. I, I get yes. it. I get it. I get it. Uh, so this is your first episode. Uh, strap in, because uh, we're about to have some non-judgmental fun, but still like fun. Talking about people who are into, you know, making boobs come. Which, that's my whole, like, th- theory on this. It's it's one of the prevailing theories behind it. Is it like, you know, dicks ejaculate. Wouldn't it be great if other parts of the body ejaculated? Wouldn't it be awesome <laughs> if you were playing with your favorite My Little Pony pony and her, her human tits that were also her udders just started coming everywhere with these <laughs> thick ropes of yummy milk? Dana, where are you today? I need you to rein me in. You're on your phone. Sorry, I just can't. I'm looking for products. Products, because you're behind. Not there yet. You're behind on your data, but we'd rather have you here. Yes. Well, I am. I am here, Um, and this is an interesting one. I have to say, this is something that is very Mm. eye-opening to me. It's fascinating. I feel like this is one of the more chill kinks maybe yeah i feel like this is a this is a fairly harmless kink that is deeply fascinating which is unexpected i mean not to not to shit on anyone's parade but Mm -hmm. usually if it's towards a one on the fdi it gets kind of boring Mm -hmm. it's more exciting to talk about that three and four Mm -hmm. this is probably going to end up with a one (laughs) it's super exciting to talk but it's super it's super (laughs) funny and I don't mean that in a way of demeaning it. Like like mm-hmm. I say every week, I make a lot of jokes. I'm not trying to genuinely demean anything. It, sex is just funny. This is all funny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's also, there's a lot of illustrations of women and creatures making an O face while 
milk is streaming out of them. Well, it fits it. Like, as I keep coming back to, it's the ultimate fantasy of a boob coming. It's the two biggest parts of sex joining forces. It's coming boobs. Um, so I thought we should introduce ourselves with one of our dumb little games. And uh, the idea is that you've been given a vial of human breast milk, and you're going to turn it into a sexy cocktail for a lover, of or like a or like a party of some kind. And so, uh, what you're in the kitchen and the bar or whatever, and uh, what cocktail are you making? Not a Zima, I hope. Chris bought Zima. It's terrible. <laughs> it's emphysema. It, yeah. Okay. It really, it's malted wine. I can carbonated malted wine. It tastes like champagne that's been sitting on like a sticky floor for a couple of years. Uh, I am not a bartender and don't know many drinks that uh, involve cream besides like one or two. And Sonic Adventure Battle, the original. No, Sonic Adventure 1. Yes. Cream's in that. Uh, so I would just probably go with a very simple white Russian. And, uh, that's pretty much it. I can't think, I don't know any other... Would it be offensive to call it a mail order Russian? Is that... <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke for you, and that's the best I could do. <laughs> oh, yes. That, that'll, that'll do... Well, I would do a tits float, which would just be a Coke float, except there'd be a little bit of whiskey in there. And the ice cream is human milk ice cream, which, by the way, they call that they they call it baby Gaga and it exists. What baby? Wait, baby Gaga is human milk made into ice cream. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They also have instructions. So if you don't want to order another woman's breast milk and you want to make it with your own titties. Uh, you can squirt, and then you can do the old ice cream process yourself. Making ice also, cream. You can make cheese out of it. Yeah. Really, any dairy product that comes from cows, moo, can also be made into uh, out, of, out of human lactation. I'm learning so much right now. Today has been a fascinating day of learning. Dana, what would you make with that breast milk? Um, well, I would just lose a lot of weight, because apparently breastfeeding, you lose a lot of weight. You want to make a cocktail? Actually, I should start breastfeeding. <laughs> Which, to bring this fact out early, Chris can. Mm -hmm. Men can lactate. Yes, men can. I specifically do not have that ability. You just gotta eat a bunch of licorice, dude. Licorice? Black licorice, yes. Black licorice, or, well... It's a shitload of black licorice. So to, to get this out, out of the way now... That's the grossest stuff ever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of this word, but I just wanna say this word is awesome. It's... Galactorea, which is like a combination of galactus and diarrhea. Mm -hmm. um, so much diarrhea, it was galactic. Well, it formed like a black hole filled with like stars and other dimensions in the toilet. <laughs> but no, galactorea is, uh, it can uh, form in males or females. And mm -hmm. it's usually a thyroid problem. And it's where the body begins to develop milk. When there's no pregnancy. I oh. thought it was just what happened when Galactus had uh, a whole Taco Bell. That was oh. good. That was okay. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that happens actually to folks in puberty or in early stages of being a toddler. It's just 
when the body is flooded with hormones, sometimes mm-hmm. those hormones don't go to the right places. And if you have nipples, you have the capability of producing milk. Uh, there's also ways to trigger the production of milk outside of pregnancy, mm-hmm. which is going to be a very key part of today's episode. Um, and I'm not sure if it's still called galactaria, if it's intentional. It's not. It's, it's called not. Um, it's called forced lactation or induced lactation. That makes sense. Uh, which is kind of interesting because apparently a lot of people um, that get into this fetish are people that have not had children before. So how do you make those, you know, boobies make... Milk, you feed them stuff that will make milk. And so things like fenugreek, which is like a herbal supplement, um, or apparently there's a bunch of like um, over the counter, not over the counter, uh, like there are some substances that counter. are like illegal substances that are supposed to make women like lactate marijuana. very quickly. <laughs> Like other things that you're not supposed to like, like put in your body, probably. K2? Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's, it's a really dumb mountain. It's an artificial marijuana that causes holes to form in the brain. I was just being topical for 2006. Oh, oh okay. Well, um, <laughs> there's apparently like lots of herbal supplements, which I actually found some of those, and I'll talk about some of those in the... Um, product corner. Cool. However, um, there are a lot of a lot of different ones that are apparently mentioned that in the research that I found that were like strongly advised against using. This is a thing that you are using illegally. Like it's no good. So um, yeah, you have to be like really careful. What or is, if it's breaking the law, don't do it. Is anything FDA approved? Did you find anything that mentioned the F? Mm-mm. No, not DA. one thing that I find. There's there's a bunch of herbal supplements, which, you know, herbal supplements aren't really well regulated. I take two every day. Yeah. I take melatonin and ginkgo biloba. <laughs> well, that's good. Does it's good for your brain. Lactate? Yes. No. In my dreams. Um, oh, well, there are some that will. Um, and there are some that actually do. And a lot of those are designed for mothers that are trying to breastfeed and need some supplement uh, to kind of help stimulate production of milk. Um, And apparently these are the same things that can be used to induce or force lactation in women that have not given birth. It's like a NOS when you put it into a car, right? Similar. That's a pretty good analogy. So, goes faster doesn't produce a whole new thing I don't know. But okay yeah sure chris that works <laughs> milk is just pouring out of the exhaust pipe um anyways uh so lactophilia is like every single other fetish on the face of the planet it's you can't just put it in one box uh-huh. lactophilia is going to have a huge overlap of different communities uh there's a huge bdsm uh subsection which mm-hmm. is called hucow Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit more demeaning than most BDSM communities. It is. And I want to wait to go into that thoroughly. Oh, Because okay. I'm just doing it quick. And then you also have um, infantilism. Yeah. Which I might be mispronouncing. Mm-hmm. But that is baby play. Mm-hmm. Where one partner is pretending to be a baby, one partner is pretending to be a parent. Right. Uh, you would think that would be heteronormative mm-hmm. of um, male as baby on female adult in the role play. But there's a lot of female on female Mm-hmm. infantilism regarding breastfeeding. Right. Then you're going to have people who are just into this. Mm-hmm. No strings attached. Or not no strings attached. No uh, no added sauces or ingredients. <laughs> they just... Yeah. They just like the lactation. Well, you're, you're lactating. Might as well try out that stuff yourself, I guess. Well, I'm sure there's some people who are so. into eating it. Yes. Some people who would never want to eat it. They just like it coming out. Well, and a lot of, frankly, a lot of doctors... 
at least this is what I've heard. This is not a thing I researched thoroughly, but like whenever you are lactating, I encourage you to taste it so you can make sure that there's not like something really weird in the milk because sometimes you can taste the difference. Like if you drink Diet Coke and... Sure. Anything that you eat is going to come out of your milk. So it's like important to know kind of what your milk regularly tastes like so that if something is strange and your baby is getting sick, you can tell, oh, it's something in the breast milk. It's like you're not supposed to drink or you're supposed to have milk, like a backup supply of milk when you go out and drink. But if there's Mm -hmm. no baby in the picture and you're just lactating, that means you can get hammered on your girlfriend's breasts. Oh, I I decided to change my cocktail. My new cocktail is just the girl who drank a fuck ton the night before. <laughs> you took my joke, you ran with it, and you did something better with it. You're a class act, crispy bacon. Uh, yeah, there's a, a few reasons given why people might find this uh, arousing. Uh, most of them are like conditioned response from uh, infanthood, where you know mm-hmm. they've just been conditioned to enjoy it. Uh, some uh, men view it as a form of female ejaculation uh, because it is highly likely if it, a woman is uh, lactating mm-hmm. that sh- her breasts will expel milk when she has an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's analogous. Uh, and then uh, some uh, just like seeing a woman eat her own or eat her own, uh, suck her own breast. Just lift up the. Food well, and suck out the lactation from there. That's interesting. I've never seen a woman milking herself, nursing herself. You could be done. Is that a porn thing? Yes, it is. Did y'all yeah. find porn on that? Yes. <gasps> Lots that's of interesting. Well, one of the things I also figured How is, do you know she's actually drawing milk? Or is that like a lie? Because they always do this big smile and they have like the big milk smile where it's drooling off their chin. Here's, here's the thing uh, about uh, porn. Most bodily fluids are fake. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's so, true. Don't, don't. I just feel like if lactation is the thing you're into and you see somebody sucking on their own boob, how do you... I, I don't did, know. Did I just give away a huge don't, thing about porn? Most most there. ejaculate in porn is faked. <laughs> it's just corn syrup and water, but they don't need to know and that. red food coloring. <laughs> red food oh, coloring. Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> Wait, what does semen look like? But one of the other theories that I had is, uh, while it could be conditioned response, <laughs> could be conditioned response from being a, um, being a baby... I thought it could also be a sibling thing, like that sibling jealousy when you are five or six and mm-hmm. then there's a new little brother or sister and that little brother or sister is lactating and there's that primal jealousy towards the nursing. New- some nursing. Yeah. Some, yeah. Something could also develop because uh, uh, some women do uh, orgasm when nursing. So like something could just develop from like someone observing that and being like, oh, wait, did she just... Well- so That's let's hot. let's take a half a minute to talk about nipple stimulation. Can we talk about that? Yes. Is that a thing? I feel like that's not even a thing we've had a full show on before. But uh, the nipples are and 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 androgynous. Not androgynous. Oh, they're androgynous zones. Erogenous. Zones. Erogenous zones. Thank you, Dana. They're erogenous zones. Yes, they are because and they're, they're like a bundle. <laughs> Yes, they are. Um, But they are like a bundle of nerves, right? Like you have a lot of sensation and feeling on there. A lot of people like having man or woman, doesn't matter, uh, anybody. um, You know, most people do enjoy some kind of nipple stimulation or do get some kind of uh, pleasurable sensation from having some kind of nipple stimulation, which I think is like that's I feel like that's pretty vanilla, 
like when we're talking about like, you know, things like this on, on the show, we're talking about like heavy topics, but this is kind of something that's like a vanilla thing, Mm -hmm. but just because there is also the presence of milk involved here, like this kind of amps up the kink a little bit, because of course the whole kink behind this is that, that milk's intended for nurturing young. And so like the kinky thing about it is like, Oh, except for, I'm going to use that to nourish my significant partner or to be a human cow or to make ice cream or whatever. I don't know. But it's kind of interesting to see the way that that's all like rolled into one. But speaking of nipple stimulation, this is one thing that I thought was kind of interesting. And I didn't really think about this whenever I first started researching this. Um, Even though milk production is still at the center of this, it's a very, very egalitarian I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to venture to say this. It's an egalitarian sort of enjoyment that comes from this kink. Women enjoy the breast simulation, meaning, uh, sorry, stimulation, um, meaning that it's likely to be more about reciprocal, reciprocal pre- pleasure than some other fetishes that are out there, huh. um, which sense. I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, it feels good to have your nipples stimulated, to have your breasts stimulated. Well, no. And... <clears throat> Part of the reason so, this is... So, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's fine. I You're thought good. you were fading out and it was just going to go naturally, but then I ended up stepping all over You're you. You're good. I, You're all fine. Right. <laughs> I feel bad. You know what's even more awkward? Huh. Keeping talking about it. Well, you know what? I wanted to acknowledge <laughs> that to my dear friend, Dana, I felt bad. Oh, I have a joke. I, I did it earlier in the episode, I have a too. fantastic joke. Tell right. your joke to relieve my guilt. Who's there? What kind of bees... Wait. What kind of bees make milk? Boobies. Boobies. I mean, if it wasn't this episode, you might have gotten Tech me. Techdummit. That's like one of my <laughs> one of my favorite horrible jokes now. Oh, Dana. What? Did you hear about that actress who stabbed her mom with a uh, Reese something? Witherspoon? No, with a knife. <laughs> Almost butchered it, but saved it at the end. <laughs> oh, Oh, Zima treats me good. <laughs> oh my goodness! So there we go. Joke time to break up the awkwardness. That's uh, a stupid. That fixed it. Anyways, <laughs> continuing right along. No, what's interesting about the uh, what I keep going back to because I, I think honestly, while we don't try to get personal on this show, this isn't something that um, I, I find very alluring. But the idea of of the of the ejaculation is fascinating and mm-hmm. somewhat like uh, it, it's interesting. That's that's the most personal I'll get with it. The only tricky thing is is it's really hard to discuss this. In I mean, you said like you're not getting personal, but like none of us have experienced that feeling of lactating. Yeah. So it's kind of like we can't really offer a whole lot of insight like personally on this. But it's also interesting to see like okay. That sense of like boobies doing what they're supposed to be doing, like like doing do, they did the thing, like that's that's kind of a turn on. I, mean, I don't I think can that's, see that being a turn on for for a lot of people. I don't think that's any different than any other episode we've ever done. Well, we've rarely here's, here's, here's I don't what know. I think it's different. Is I think in a lot of pornography, you will have um, you'll have women pretending something is more pleasurable than it is. That's a huge part of everything from. Gosh, it, inflation anal. to to anal to pee play is is it's not it's absolutely not that there are girls Dude. who don't enjoy it. It's just that in pornography you have women exaggerating how pleasurable it is. Even mm-hmm. just basic porn, porn stars act it overreact. Act. And what seems genuine about this? Normal people 
act when they're in the bedroom yes. sometimes too. What? Doesn't don't let that behind. Oh, don't tell him. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I only okay. know about faking sperm. Oh, it's uh, oh what? Anyway, faking an ejaculation. What I've been trying to say for like 20 minutes. You spit. No, you hawk and then spit. Gross. It's <laughs> just <laughs> so gross sometimes. I love it. I love it so much. Um, what I've been trying to say for 20 minutes here is that the idea of the female orgasm, the female ejaculation from the tits seems genuine. It seems like it's a genuine moment of pleasure that mm-hmm. like at the height of sexuality, milk does burst out. And it's it's almost genuinely ejaculation, not even a pretend mm-hmm. one. Or something Leaking all the fluids yes. out of every orifice. It's an explosion of, of fluids. Yeah, it is like a <laughs> a very obvious signif- or signifier of a female orgasming. Yes, because women do not have cum, so they have either milk, a milk squirt, or a urine squirt. But Or an orgasm. Or an orgasm. They don't have to have one of those two. <laughs> but that's not an ejaculation, is it? No. Orgasm it doesn't it doesn't spray out liquid, but well, sometimes it does induce a lot of liquid to leak out. When I say cum, I mean an explosion of liquids. Oh, and, okay. and I guess yeah. that that's on me. So I should stick to the word ejaculation. Or an ejaculation of liquids. Because I Or an ejaculation of oh my god, oh my god. But when a woman's super wet, that's not that's not ejaculation. No. Yeah. That's it's just leaking. they could still be faking it. Yes. Also, who wants to be peed on? That's that's mm, squirting. Hey, on folks, don't <laughs> don't kink shame. Not, don't kink shame. We already did our. Don't kink uh, shame the president of the United States. He works hard. I'm sorry. Just not. He <laughs> never has. He eats fish sandwiches. I guess some people no. argue that They're I'm not going to get into it. That's another episode. PP play. We should well, do a new, another one because I missed that one. Female ejaculation. Yeah. Is it pee or is it not? That's weird. Won't that episode just be silent? I don't get it. <laughs> it's the whole terrible joke from the 90s that female ejaculations don't exist. Oh, well, no, the city of female orgasm doesn't exist. Squirting, there is a debate on squirting. Uh, uh, I think the debate was, like, finalized. Is it urine or is it not yeah. urine? It's Yeah, it's urine. Yay! Squirting is just pee. Hey. Hey, what's up? Ejaculating from the boobies. Do you want to talk about infantilism or hue cows? Uh, you do infantilism first, because I have a crap ton about Hugh Cows. Can we talk cows. about why and men have nipples? Uh, because when the when mommy and daddy make a baby in the oven, it's kind of hard to, like, really, I mean, you know. Before your your lower area develops, the upper up develops. Because we all start as females. Every, every single baby is a female. That's what you were going to say. I stole it from you. Oh, uh, yeah. Every single baby starts off with two X chromosomes... And then just like Florida breaking off in an earthquake, one little edge of that X chromosome breaks off and it becomes a Y. Mm-hmm. But then, you're broken <clears throat> and you're mutants. Mm-hmm. But I think before we move on to those, we should mention that men can lactate and that they can be part of this fetish, uh, take part in this fetish from the giver side. Yes. Yep. Uh, anyone with a nipple can milk anyone. As can, long as they're consenting can you milk partners. Me, Greg? Uh, we'll start feeding him lots of fenugreek and illegal drugs, and then he'll start producing milk. And we'll have ice cream. Ooh. Uh, Hirschfeld actually uh, wrote of a man who uh, orgasmed only three times in his entire life. Sad. Day he was born, day he was married, and the day he died. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Gotta get this one off before I don't. Uh, no, uh, each time it was while he was attempting to nurse an infant. That's a little weird. Yeah, I thought so too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that. Okay. That would fall into our creep file. I feel like what he should do is if he discovers that's his, you know, his situation is he should attempt to uh, have an adult partner suckle him. Well, since he only had three orgasms in his entire life, I would assume he stopped after the third. Well, he should have stopped after the first. He might not have made the connection. Yeah. You have to test stuff. Twice is a coincidence, three is a pattern. So that's kind of strange that he felt the need to do that and be who's trying to shut up the baby and was just like, shut up. I don't know. That's that's where I'm wondering how this started. Like, how did he, like, mm-hmm. find that that happens? Uh, but also, the natives of ancient Gallus uh, used to amputate nipples from infant males because they feared that nipples, this feminine symbol, would create cowards in battle. And they saw nipples as useless on males. Now, real quick. If I was marching into battle against, what was this people, what were these people called? Gallus. If I was marching into battle against the Gallus and they all took off their shirts for a shirts versus skin death match, I would think when I saw their giant scars that they had the biggest nipples on any men I'd ever seen. So it's kind of counterintuitive. Can I offer some uh, West Texas wisdom here? Yes. So there used to be a saying back in West Texas that it's as useless as tits on a warthog. Poor Pumbaa. I feel like warthogs need tits too. Yeah. Everybody can be milked. Well, mammals need tits, except for the duck-billed platypus. No, they have tits. They have tits. They have tits. They have to get, They've got. Tits. I thought they have milk that just kind of comes out of their skin. They <laughs> lick it off the skin. She yeah. might be right. Also, boy bats uh, milk their young. <gasps> For reals? Mm-hmm. Which That's just cool. makes bats all that much cooler. They're in our makeup. They're in our caves. We never have seen you, Tommy, and Batman in the same room before. Is that what Batman's superpower is? Lactation. I don't want to be Batman. That's sexy. That's why he stays in the... No. I don't, I don't, a billionaire like lactator. <laughs> uh, so going into infantilism... There's really not much to say on this subject other than I would say it's the ultimate way of taking the baby fetish. I would say this kind of takes the cake short of maybe changing actual full diapers. Yeah. Which maybe gets into a territory that's a little bit more extreme. Maybe. Depends how you look at it. This is also pretty damn extreme. Mm-hmm. You have a partner who's willing to baby you and treat you like a baby. And they and feed you. They are either feeding you milk that's intended for your child. Or they are keeping their breasts developing milk after they've had a child, long mm-hmm. after they've had a child. Or, or inducing. Or inducing through uh, somewhat risky... Hormone treatments. Hormone treatments. Uh, or just, like, eating black licorice. I think the only reason it would be a risky treatment is because it causes side effects. Other unintended side effects. Mm-hmm. Probably emotional side effects, I'd imagine. Should I talk about the positive side effects? Yeah, I'm not trying to shit on it. Um, so I got to do a lot of research, um, on hue cows. And one thing that's kind of interesting about hue cows is that it leads to increased breast size. Um, one of the hue cows that I actually like followed her journey through being a hue cow for a gentleman, uh, who was the farmer. She's the cow and he's the farmer went from a C cup to a double D cup in about 
eight and a half weeks. Now, I have always been curious about this. Well, since what we, is a C cup? Since we started talking about this two hours ago, um, if you're doing lactation stuff to enlarge your breasts, mm-hmm. do your breasts just get larger, or are they also changing shape? Because what I imagine from like the the, the videos we're seeing with them getting hooked up to things uh-huh. is that. Part of lactation is you get the the long nipples that look like overturned funnels, and then the boobs are less roundy mm-hmm. and they're more tuby, um, like corn husks. Think less of. I don't want to say think of a teardrop, but like the fact that the the actual mass itself ends up coming to the end of the boob. So if you think about it, think of it as like a mountain. The weight has shifted. The weight has shifted mm-hmm. up. And out, like oh, towards the oh. nipple, like the cave that the Grinch lived in. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Mount Cratchit, dump it to crump it. Yes. Um, uh, I okay, we'll go with that. He was looking <laughs> down on the hooves of Whoville. <laughs> a giant milky nipple. Um, so basically, Sorry. like okay, you see a nipple and it's like nice and perky and round, and then. The milk comes to the front of it. So, like, before, all the weight was kind of, like, on... I feel weird. All the weight was, like, on the back of the breast. Or, like, you know, kind of, like, it's all supported there on the chest. And then once the milk comes forward, they call it milk coming down. So, it kind of moves, like, forward on the breast. And then so, kind of, like, weighs it down. Yes, it does. Like an udder. Yes, and that's the tent itself. What about the nipple? The nipple also changes shape, gets longer? It depends. Um, it depends on if this is induced or not. Okay. Um, and it also depends on, I mean, because nipples can take a zillion different shapes. Everyone's nipples are already different shapes Star. already. Just getting started. Some people have really pointy nipples, like like literally like a cone. Some people have some that like form a little mini funnel, like, you know, like they go out. Some and people have areolas out. that are gargantuan. <sighs> yeah. Some dudes. Some women even have hairy nipples. I didn't know that until yeah. I encountered a friend who had hairy nipples, and I was like, oh. So I know guys do, but I don't know. There I is just, some crazy diversity on nipples. Yeah, nipples are all over the place. Some people, some guys, even like, what's his name from uh, the really cool boy band One Direction? Yeah, One Direction? Cool. I don't, I don't know. It, it was a hip thing. I was too old for it. And but banned. the one guy, Harry Styles, has four nipples. Four I was about to say three is a popular thing, and I'm guessing there's fetishes for people mm-hmm. who have three. But, but isn't, four? isn't four. three, aren't extra nipples usually just... Inactive. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not even like nipples. They're just like growths. They're glorified moles, but they're yeah. in the shape of nipples. Mm-hmm. His were like actual. Oh. Like apparently they tested them. They're actual So is a cow. <laughs> Well, it's not unheard of, and it's a thing that happens. Um, but I just thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Did you know nipples? Nipples everywhere. If you take a mammal and you count their nipples and you divide that number by two, it's the amount of their litter size typically. Yes, which is why human beings usually only have one single birth. That's mm-hmm. interesting. A litter of dogs is usually about four because they have eight nipples. Yep. So what are we on to? Are we still talking about... Infantilism came up, and yeah. then, you know what? There's nothing it. else to say. It's, the, it's mm-hmm. the ultimate way of taking that fetish. Which brings us to what you wanted to discuss earlier, and now I think is a more appropriate time. Hugh cow. That is Hugh cows. Wait, before we get all the way into Hugh cows, I want to stop you right there, because I want to talk about by the numbers. Ooh! Uh, specifically talking about lactating boobies. 
That's what I want to talk about first. By the numbers, there is a group on FetLife that is all about lactating tits. The name of the group itself is called Lactating Tits. Guess how many members are in it? Oh, it's this game. Do you have anything to compare it by? We really need to start doing it. We that. have never, ever done that. I'm going to guess 21,643. That's high, so I'm going to go low with one. That's not fair. <laughs> you keep doing your prices <laughs> right rules. Fine, um, I'll do an actual guess. 7,502. Both of you are over. Uh, that means it moves on to uh, our person who guessed one who doesn't exist. Uh, the number is 5,860 members of a group called Lactating Tits. I think from now on we should throw out press variables. Now, here's another one. Yeah. Um, there's another group that's called Erotic Lactation Fetish. Okay, so what was the first one called? Lactating Tits. This one's erotic lactation fetish. Erotic lactation fetish. Well, lactating fetish. tits, it wasn't obvious enough. People saw that and they're like, is this like a form for feeding my children? So this one's, mm-hmm. this one's elf. This is all in fet life. So kind of an interesting place to have that, but yes. And sure. this one's elf. This one is erotic lactation fetish. Elf. Sure. Yes. yes. Go for it. Do, do, do. Uh, I'm going do, to guess do, do, do. the 3,000. Okay. Uh, is this one bigger or smaller? It's smaller than the first. It's smaller ask. than the first one. Three thousand and twelve. It has nine hundred and twenty-six oh, members. No. And here's some interesting news: in development is a group that is women's only lactation fetish group. No men are allowed. So this is only for women who are uh, inspired. Well, turned on, aroused by a lactation that fetish. Is, if that is not a. If that is not a big community it is at least a very emotional community that's something i have encountered before in the past in mm-hmm. conversations with people and it was something that was confirmed on a lot of the stuff i saw today but female on female lactation play mm-hmm. has a really big meaning like does it's, it really it, it's a very it's a highly spiritual highly emotional fetish to feed another woman to feed another woman milk i, I mean i'm not trying to get all hoity-toity like super feminist on it not mm-hmm. i not i would imagine it's but. very supportive you you know it's an experience that both of you can or impossibly do go through mm-hmm. like there's but it's it's, it. oh, it's almost like an Uroboros, which is the snake eating mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is a there is a strong I, I I don't know why I want to use this word, but there's the strong wholesomeness to it almost. Yeah, it's just that is that is a very powerful form of sexuality, mm-hmm. and the people who participate in it they seem to have that same awareness of that of of that the power of that fetish. Right. It's like a chaos emerald. Well, Thank you. And what's kind of interesting about this is that for so long... Okay, so there's this movement that exists right now that's called Free the Nipple. So women can, like, show their breast, desexualize, kind of desexualize their breast, right? Um, to an extent. I mean, I'm sure, like, boobs are sexy. Everybody likes boobs. Well, boobs pecs are, are sexy. Right. Oh, yeah. Pecs are sexy. But at the same time, we have trouble understanding a woman who is breastfeeding. Like, somehow that's not sexy anymore, and therefore it's like kind of, you know, shunned or whatever, but the movement free the nipple is supposed to basically desexualize that, say this is a mother doing what she's supposed to be doing, right? Like what she's trying to do is feed her child, whatever, yeah. whatever. That's what she's using her boobs for. So in this kind of fetish, it's kind of interesting because that turns the whole idea on its head. Um saying that like, okay, like free the nipple exists, sure, but they're still sexy as fuck, right? That's that's what they're trying to say. So that brings us to Hugh Cows. Um 
Hugh Cow basically is like a human cow, which I don't know if we ever said that. Human it's a, cow. It's a combination of the word human, like humanimal, and the word cow, like moo. Moo cow. Um, this combines several kinks, lactation, domination, submission, objectification, and is more popular than you'd think. Um, the human cow... Um, I don't know, fetish, hue cow fetish is actually really big. And I was kind of surprised to find out that there are several groups, um, of course, on FetLife, one of which is called the hue cow utter machine. So hue cow is extremely dehumanizing. That's the point of it. Not always. Not always. From the videos I saw, it seemed like it was kind of torturous. Mm -hmm. I thought the whole intent behind it was like... Not all of them involve BDSM. Not all of them involve anything like that. Sometimes it's just... I'm turned on by the amount of milk that this woman can produce. Or if she oh. has giant, huge boobs that produce milk. So, yeah, that's I, a huge I misinterpreted from the research yeah. that you do. I thought Some it was... of them it have extremes where they actually dress them in latex, make them wear like a bell, make them sleep in a collar next to the bed, like in not yeah, in the bed. I, I thought that was the whole intent behind mm-hmm. it was that it is a woman who is a cow. That's like saying that's frankly, that's kind of like saying all BDSM is leathers. We, but we, so we I associate, feel like, yeah. and that's a big part of the show, is when we find out what the name of something is, is what mm-hmm. fits under that umbrella. So this is a brand new term to me, so the way it was introduced, that's what the umbrella I thought it went under. Yeah. And it's, it's good a to new, know it's not. It's a new thing to me as well. Um, but I thought it was interesting because sometimes these are literally couples that are just really turned on by the fact that, A, like, she can produce milk, and B, like... I can produce a lot of milk and my boobs get a lot of stimulation from this. And I think it's sexy whenever I produce milk and my boobs have gotten huge. Like there's a lot of different ways to approach the human cow kind of thing. However, most human cow relationships um, are discussed in terms of the cows and the farmers, which kind of does show a BDSM sort of dominance, uh, sort of dehumanization. Um, one Hugh Cow Tumblr alone has more than 10,000 followers. Oh 10,000 followers. And the frequently updated Hugh Cow Reddit sub, uh, subgroup has more than 23,000 subscribers. Okay. 23,000 subscribers. Um, there are plenty of other kinks rolled into this one. Milk production, though, however, is still always at the center of this. It's always about milk production. Um, this is beneficial in a lot of ways. Like I said before, it leads to increased breast size. Um, and women often enjoy the breast stimulation, meaning it's likely to be more about reciprocal pleasure than other fetishes. Also, it f- apparently feels good sure for calories. women. Yeah, for women to produce milk. Like whenever their breasts are heavy with milk, it feels good to get that milk out. Um, some hue cow enthusiasts reduce the cow to a thing to be consumed um, like and may even send her out to stud with other bulls. Um, in the hue cow like um, uh, story that I followed, it actually showed um, that this gentleman that was her farmer was basically trying to get other uh, gentlemen to come and stud or have sex or whatever with her. Be a cuckold situation? Um, Basically, um, he would actually have sex with her as well, but um, she would also have sex with others in order to make sure that she was still receptive to that. Um, So basically reducing her to livestock, which I feel like 
would challenge my views whenever we get to the FDI. Um, because essentially I would give this entire fetish like something very low. But then when it comes into the dehumanization part and the part where you are literally just a thing, a piece of livestock to be shared with others, I feel like that changes the the rating that I would give it. Well, yeah, anything that involves dehumanizing another person always ends up with something like a two or a three mm-hmm. just because it requires strong communication, uh, safe words. And, and uh, what is it called for the post-game analysis where, the, where there's breaks from the fantasy so you can discuss what's yeah. happening in the fantasy and make sure that right. no one is having uh, psychological trauma it, it is successfully separating themselves from the dehumanizing nature yeah. of some of the fantasy. See, in the story that I was looking at, it didn't seem like there was a separation. And that was what was concerning to me. Up until a certain point, I was like, okay, this is good fun. There's a couple having fun. And then as soon as she was able to produce milk, she basically was being studded out to others. Well, you know, that's, that's one of the dangers of pornography is that pornography, it would it would ruin it to have this disclaimer on there mm-hmm. that says, you know, make sure you talk to your partner. This was completely simulated. That, mm-hmm. that breaks that wall. But that's a very important point that needs to be laid across is that when BDSM or dehumanizing sexual acts are performed, they require a great deal of psychological vigilance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that too. And there was one point where I was reading in this particular story where uh, the farmer was actually talking about how his cow had asked him why she needed to be studded out to other males. And he said, because basically that's what you do with cows is you have them studded out by other males, which I was just like, (gasps) like, Oh my gosh, somebody needs to like jump in and be like, okay, don't forget you're also like, you're actually a human first. That's her fantasy. And I'm sure she has a safe word. Yes. And so, one would hope. One would, One hope. would hope. So we'll see how that that um, pans out whenever we get to the FDI. What about um, lactation in a BDSM setting? Is that something that exists? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. actually Every, a lot everything of, exists, but right, there's a lot of porn that's involved um, with that as well. Like actually putting um, a hue cow or um, just a lactating woman um, in you know kind of a bonded situation, and then basically nursing. Uh, on her or having her, you know, um, uh, milked, basically having her milked, Mm -hmm. um, while she's, uh, tied up or in bondage, uh, type gear, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like, I feel like you have to be like calm and chill in order to like produce milk. Um, I guess if you're producing milk, it can come out of you if it's like basically like coerced or coaxed out or well, forced out. What everything said is that uh, it's not just hormones. It's mm-hmm. also simulation. Right. Stim. And that's one thing that you mentioned. You mentioned like this this um, erotic arousal, orgasmic kind of shooting out of milk. Boobs um, coming. Right. But at some at, in some of these situations, that's not the case. They're literally milking them, um, like forcing that milk to come out, which is not... I mean, it's probably also, like, still nipple nipple stimulation, but it's less about that. It's more about milk production. I mean, that could kind of even lead into, like, a forced orgasm kind of fetish. Yes. Yeah. I think those, actually, from what I could find, go pretty hand-in-hand, because a lot of the um, videos that I saw involved someone being milked, but also being, like, pleasured, stimulated in other ways. It's also, it seems like a lot of this could be like a uh, almost like a family play kind of thing. How so? Uh, I mean 
a mother figure would breastfeed their baby. And so there's the whole thing where it's like Freud would say it's a whole edible kind of complex. It's like infantilism. Mm -hmm. Yes, but like more along the lines of like being, like I said, family play. So you're not pretending to be a baby. You're just engaging in a a familial type relationship. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Those are two separate things. Okay, I got there. Excuse me. Do, uh, do we want to go ahead and move over on into popular culture or unpopular culture as me and Chris are planning to descend into? Unpopular culture. Yes. We um, uh, decided sure. to go into deviant art and uh, type in <laughs> lactation. Yeah, this uh, is all you guys. There is an episode of Friends in which Joey accidentally drinks Rachel's. God, I feel so weird like describing. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Friends, uh, accidentally drinks Rachel's uh, uh, breast milk. From the fridge, and uh, I remember that episode. Yeah, I think they all end up taking turns tasting it. But, mm-hmm. uh, he like spits it out when she's like, "That's my breast milk." Like, I feel like I'd, I'd, I'd be disappointed by the taste of breast milk because mm-hmm. I imagine it tastes. I think it's very sweet. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I was about to say is I imagine its exact texture and flavor to be um, like a vanilla slim fast. <laughs> I think like, it's less vanilla and more like it's just. Uh, it's yeah. It's supposed to be very sweet, I believe. The human body doesn't come with the vanilla flavor. I don't know. Uh, You'd think they would have caught on by it now. Depends how much uh, like ice cream you eat. A lot. <laughs> and what type of ice cream you? I'm gonna I'm gonna mistrust ice cream for a long time now. I mean, if Why? if milk, yeah, I would I would eat human milk ice cream. I would too. I wouldn't be opposed to. <laughs> that it. should be an episode. We drink and eat human products. Um. You know what? Sure. Not. I was about to give that a hard pass. So I don't give a we shit. Can, we can order human cheese from New York. I'd do it. Dana, if you had Dana's eat- got a very <laughs> negative look on her face. Think about who would be willing to sell their donated milk or their milk to make cheese. Yeah, hipster girls. I'm not okay with Me? any of this. I would too. I got a new business proposition. I'm sorry. I have my own. I don't need to do that. Fair <laughs> like, enough. You have your own cheese? No. I have my own milk production system. If I really, really, really wanted to do that, I would do it myself. That, that will just be a Tommy and me episode. Yeah, that will be a Tommy and you episode. <laughs> Human products. I will watch you guys. I will not participate. We'll get a, Much like even, in this episode, because I can't have it. If you, you can't have even Zima? Have like a little t- I can't have Zima. You want to even have a little taste of human cheese? Maybe the tiniest. What if it's like bit. the best cheese you've ever eaten? It I don't won't think it will be. be. <laughs> Definitely won't be. But what if it? What if? What if it was a Chris, nice? You're basically describing a universe that doesn't exist. What if it was a nice milk chocolate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if it? Y'all is... are disgusting. Just move on. What if hey, it we is don't use literally that chocolate? I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's my personal preference on human cheese. Yeah, the, the point of the show is respecting people's boundaries, so we're joking around. I've known... Uh, what if we Dana, put there's some, nothing you have to do. We would never bully okay, you into good, any of this shit you. for real. What if we put some Hershey syrup in it first? Not in the cheese. In the I don't think there's any convincing her. Let me... If I knew who it was from, if I knew who it was would, from, and I knew that they were not like some... That's drug an interesting addicted, question. 
person. I don't think that that's what that, that milk's coming from, though. I don't it's think definitely that, not. I don't think it's coming from desperate people because they probably have like a very high scrutiny. But we yeah, have to never know. Yeah. You don't know, it's, and that's my concern. Is no. like, what if this person has like an incurable disease? Well, you don't know how much some of that stuff can be transferred through milk. Well, how, you don't know that the pizza guy didn't come in your pizza. <gasps> that happens. That happens every day in America. All right, y'all are okay, going to talk well, that, about that. Brings like, sorry, sorry. No, that brings <laughs> up a good question. <laughs> We lost Would Dana. you be more willing, Tommy? We know Dana's answer. She's already. gone. Would you be more willing to have someone a human human cheese and human ice cream if you knew it, who it was from? It would make no difference because I would I would rather not know them. The, the only way I wouldn't do it is if I did not know who it was from. In a sense of it, it had not been vetted. Because I'm assuming yes. if it's a product, it's come from a vetted milk giver. Mm-hmm. At, at which point. This has been vetted, this has been tested, this is fine. Okay. But if it's from someone I know, I know them, and I know that if they're into this, I can talk to them, I can pick their brain to see if they're doing it in a way that is, that's going to be okay. See, so I would almost want it to not... To, I would not want to know... I would be fine it being vetted, I would like that, but not know who the person personally so like, going through, like, everyone I know, like, honestly, it's not the worst thing in my life, because... As much as I've talked about the idea of it being like, uh, you know, come in a way, it's not. It's not. At the end of the day, it's not a sexual fluid. It's really not. I mean, it is a life sustaining fluid. Like, if you gave me a cup full of somebody's um, cum, like, that would, that's gross. I'm not going dr- <laughs> to, I'm not going to drink the cum. I also would not drink the, um, would not drink like pussy juice or urine <laughs> or shit. You could convince me to take a shot of someone's spit. I could do that. I could. That'd be fine with that. And then if someone gave me their milk and it had been mixed into a product of some kind, I, I don't give a shit. Like I'd drink it, yeah. especially if they made something with it. They'd slaved in a kitchen to make milk scones or something. I'd have one. <laughs> I'd, a, I'd look them in the eye as I ate it. Here's a sandwich made from... With the bread made from my milk. Made with love. The mayonnaise made from my eggs. Oh, oh my God. Chris. No. All right, strike one, Chris. Uh, popular culture... Yes, I made it through the whole episode with only one strike. Uh, is there any other popular culture examples of, of breast milk? Every sitcom does this whenever someone has a... A child. Yeah. yeah. Every sitcom has someone with a milk fetish? Or they just no, do milk jokes? Someone accidentally, accidentally drinking, drinking milk. The milk. Okay. Yeah, I know that when you have a baby, milk just comes out sometimes. Especially, and it can be triggered just oh. by the baby crying. Uh, the McPoyles. They, they, oh yeah, I would assume they they're very much stuff. into this, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, From always Game sunny. of Thrones. There's a kid who's breastfeeding way too late. Oh yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad. There's that deleted scene where Walter White is drinking the milk out of Gustavo Fring. It's a weird scene. That was if everyone quit watching the episode Fly if they just stuck with it a little bit longer. What are you talking about? It's like one of the highest critically acclaimed episodes of the series. Well, a lot of people said it was too boring, so they gave up on it, and they didn't uh, see the ending scene. They must have missed that. Where Gus came in and breastfed both Walt and Jesse. But their heads were on dog bodies. Oh. Every time you Walt guys ever away from the nipple, Jesse. Have you guys ever gotten home from a long day at work and taken off your socks and looked at your feet and said, these pups look hungry, and then pinched a woman's nipples? Consensually with your toes while making suckling noises and then puppy yips. Nope. 
Well, never. Mm-mm. Yes, I. That, yes, and <laughs> the next time, <laughs> the next time you come home after a long day, you take off your shoes and your socks, and you start wiggling your feet around and say, "These pups look hungry." It's a good time. It's a fun time. Try it at home. That brings us. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that brings us to our FDI. That brings us to the product corner. Oh, damn it. That brings us to a product corner. Um, I've actually found quite a few products out there that will help um, with this. Um, lots and lots and lots of supplements. Um, one of which, which actually sounds kind of interesting, is a Munchkin Milk Maker's Lactation Cookie. Huh, they have cool. cookies you can eat that will help that's you weird. produce milk. I don't milk. have that expansion of that game. Um, there's also, um, some of these mother's lactation, um, fenugreek pharmacy grade supplements. What is it with things that aren't approved by the FDA and putting them in cookies? It's a pretty common thing. Uh, there's also let there be milk, organic herbal breastfeeding support, uh, pink, pink stork liquid gold nursing mother's tea. That's a tea that you can use. Do you guys find that, uh, every time we go through the product corner Every product is like a dictionary where they just found every word that was related to it. it was yes. Like, there. They have the search terms mm-hmm. built into them. Yes. Um, then there's also breast pumps. There's a bunch of these. And from what I followed, the story that I like literally followed from beginning to end um, was a basically a woman was using. Um, first, she started off with like human breast pumps. Um, this one is a $408, um, adult ultra double electric breast pump. Is that like, that is that like very high end? Yes. How much does it cost? That's pretty high end. $408. That's why I said Jesus. Um, and then I saw that they were also including some, um, basically some, cow milking machines like basically suitable for goats or for cows um and that was like 159 dollars to 189 dollars um it's a goat sheep cow milk machine one gallon two teat with power suction um so if that doesn't like suck out all the milk i don't know it will um not to mention there's all kinds of like different latex latex suits not latex suits um uh, what is what is the suits where you like put them on and you like zip them like onesies basically kind of like onesies Body that stockings. look like a gimp yeah. suit? No, um, basically that look like cows. And a lot of women that I saw that were you know doing like videos where they were squirting milk would wear these like cow outfits um, that they could unzip and then like release their breasts into and be able to squirt milk at the camera. So um, lots of different kinds of. Um, Outfits and things, including some cute little cow ear bands. Those are really cute, actually. Yeah, they're like little cow ears, and you just put it on like a headband, you have some little cow ears. Oh, and if you want a cow bell, you actually are, it's going to be cheaper to go ahead and buy one from like a farmer supply like store. Like a real one. Rather yeah. than a music store, because they up the price on those. Uh, I have one this, mm-hmm. this time around. Uh, Cupid's, Cupid's Creamery by Ruby Thurston, a Goodreads author. This is a book you can buy on Goodreads for, uh, I think, $4. And Claire's Cupid license was revoked right before Valentine's Day. But that doesn't stop her from bringing lusty joy to a couple of bisexual studs who are eager to figure out the secret ingredient in her ice cream. 
Thank you for letting me take a moment of your book. And you can't forget about Dairy Queens. (laughs) Which is a real thing. (laughs) A collection of four tales. (laughs) I don't remember the description of it and didn't have it written down. I just thought the title was fantastic. There's also a strong overlap of, of books about women lactating and aliens. Yes. When we looked up books about, like, because if you guys didn't know this, people at home, any fetish you're curious about, any fetish you're curious about, there are people writing books, full length, like probably about 40,000 word novellas about these fetishes. Mm-hmm. And lactation ones are just loaded with aliens. Yeah. Sorry um, to interrupt you, Dana. You're fine. There's a whole series called Fresh Milk. Hugh Cow, erotic fiction. Lactation Temptations, which is just, that's great. Yeah. That AA rhyme scheme. That's, uh, wow, yeah. That's what it is? It's out there. It's actually more common than you thought. I didn't even know the term Hugh Cow before I started researching this, and now I know more than I ever needed to know. Now I know a lot. Uh, we found our new, uh, logo this evening. Oh, no. You'll see it on, uh, this episode's episode art. Make sure you credit the author. It's the first time we're going to have episode art on our show, so, uh, make sure to open the, uh, actual play for the podcast and you will see a fantastic picture, which I'm not going to describe because I would love to hear feedback from it. There was also a DeviantArt picture that was just like an orgy in a pool of Sonic the Hedgehog characters. Without shoes. All, all of them had their shoes off, which, to harken back all the way to episode two. One. Episode one. Two. Episode two. One was foot. Episode two. To harken all the way back to episode two, with hints of episode one, Sonic the Hedgehog characters with their shoes off gives me the fucking creeps. But that has nothing to do with lactation. Uh, I think I'm going to do final call for notes before we get to the FDI. Because this has been a really subversive episode. Or diversive? Divisive. Mm -hmm. uh, Diverse episode for topics. Is there anything else you guys have been trying to work into conversation that has not come up naturally? Oh. Well. Ooh. uh, Ooh. um, Human milk uh, used to be thought to, or was thought to have healing powers. Uh, Probably does way back when, no, and uh, that uh, uh, mother and daughter, meaning your mother or your daughter, uh, their milk was used as a prophylactic against eye diseases. Wow! So just get a little eye dripper. It's thick, right? Uh huh. Well, I assume um, it's as thick as regular. I milk. read that uh, a lot I mean, of the cow milk. a lot of the old tricks and like discoveries about you know stimulating milk development come from adopting babies because back in the day food was scarce enough i mean there was a time before formula mm-hmm. so all these old tricks have been passed down for generations of mothers dying during childbirth and mm-hmm. then you know what do you do you've got to learn how to develop milk mm-hmm. well that's i mean that's what the what they what they used to be called uh something wet nurses, nurses. wet nurses mm-hmm. were for dana would you recommend a Star Wars story, Han Solo. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. Also, you kind of already told me the ending. Uh, By accident. Well, I did mm-hmm. not tell you the, the ending. ending. I, very, it's not even relevant to the plot. Your eyes will roll so hard, they'll see the back of your brain. They'll go solo? Yeah, I'll let you have no, it. Uh, no, sorry. I said the wrong thing. Dana, 
What is your FDI score for lactation fetish? I'm going to say this is a fantastic fetish. Um, I mean, if you're lactating, have fun with it. Like, your partner shouldn't, like, should try it out. Like, why not? This is, this looks like a fun thing to try. Um, if you're not, be careful if you're, like, inducing lactation or forcing lactation because that does funky things to your body. Anytime you're, like, messing with the chemistry of your body, uh, be careful. Um, also like be very, very cautious because this is one of those fetishes that can devolve into a, um, dehumanizing kind of situation, um, which gives one person like all the control and is not very healthy. So I'm going to say that this is like a two with a potential for becoming a three. Okay. I'm going to go next. I want to say that uh, this fetish is too broad mm-hmm. to be defined by one number. And so I actually have three different subsections that are one, a two, and a three. Good. Uh, having a partner who just happens to be lactating and experimenting with that milk, that's a one. If we had something less than a one, yeah. I'd give it to that. It's, yeah. it's harmless. It's not going to hurt you. The best I can tell my research, you're not going to get sick from drinking milk from a partner. Like, it's just not going to happen unless yeah. she's very sick or he's very sick. My two comes from inducing. If you're going to be taking drugs that are not approved by the FDA mm-hmm. and you're, especially if you're not spending enough money and you're buying sketchy shit, um, well, the two does not just come from the fact that you might be screwing with your body chemistry. You might also damage your body. Um, you know, there's this, there's a big movement right now that all breasts should be accepted and there's no, no such thing as a, as a bad breast shape. But... With that said, you could delve into this fetish and you could damage your breasts in a way that you would not be happy with. That would mm-hmm. lower your, uh, uh, whatever, I'll trail off. Body image? It could lower your body image because you're delving into this fetish, did something to your breasts that you did not expect and cannot be reversed. Right. Which I, I think the, the permanent scarring warrants a two. Just, mm-hmm. you know, a minimal amount of research. Mm-hmm. And then finally a three for, for Hugh Cows. Yeah. Just because, the, as I already stated in this episode, anything that involves removing yourself to be dehumanized for a fantasy environment requires the protocols of communication, post-game analysis, safe words, making sure that you're not having a psychological breakdown in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a simple one, two, three. And I don't think anything involving lactation could get higher than that. Yeah, I agree completely. I like the way that you actually separated that out. I think that that works better than what I was even saying. You know, we always end up doing that just because fetishes end up fitting into so many different communities. It's yeah. the only way to do it. Yeah. Well, we've also recently been touching on things that are not so specific. Yeah. Like we've touched on very specific fetishes, which are like, okay, we'll give that like a two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh but this one, there's, like, it can be part of so many other fetishes that it's hard to give it an FDI rating. Because um, it kind of rolls into a, bu- a bunch of others. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, it's I, definitely I, a one, because... As far as lactation is concerned? Yeah, because it's yeah. just like... That's yeah. a natural body process. Yeah, it's just, it's just happening. You're not shoving anything into the nipples. Like, it's not... Like, yeah. Yeah, it's not reaching, like, a weird... I don't know. Can human milk kill you? <laughs> I mean, if you drown in it. Yeah. So can pussy juice. Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I think so, some guys have that on like their uh, their bucket list. I'm like that's r- how they want to go. Go right? drown in pussy. I'm gonna ride that snail trail to hell. 
goodness. On the snail trail to hell. Snail trail? That's not very sexy at all. Oh, God. <laughs> so I wish Tommy didn't go before me because he pretty much said everything. So, yeah, uh, I think we all agree I talk with a lot. The way Tommy put it, that I feel like that's the most reasonable approach to this FDI. Does that put a bow around this? Does this put uh, put the bell on the cow? I think it does. Are we ready to, to give it off to a stud? I think it needs a little bit more cowbell. I am fucking livid that you would make that joke. <laughs> I hate cowbell jokes. Oh, man. <laughs> you boobs. don't like Christopher Walken? Boobs are great. Everybody loves boobs. Oh, don't just smash. smash. We got we to gotta talk to the fans. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, uh, I understand hi. that our listenership has been going up. It has. And we've got listeners. I cannot express enough how much I want to hear from you guys. Even if even if it's just to say that you can't stand my voice and you want me off the show. Um, I want feedback. I I absolutely love feedback. I post that every show. week and, and we still have here. we have places where you can actually reach us. Um, contact us, get get to know us a little bit better, send us a message. We're available on Twitter, on Facebook. Um on Yeah, through email. I respond to all emails that are sent. To uh, kingcastpodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah. We don't advertise for the show, so if you would like to help us grow, just, like, tell your friends. Let people know. The mm-hmm. only reason we're getting any bigger at all is because word of mouth. So it's it's nice to have people commenting on the show. So just, you know. Just tell one person about it. We, we like we like engaging. On. We like engaging with our fans. Like a couple that have reached out to us, um, we've had good conversations with, and we've actually been interested to find out more than what we ever thought we knew about a thing. And like we, some things we've done episodes on, we need more clarification on or more information on. This is your opportunity to kind of let us know about what your thoughts are. And yeah. I would love more than anything to be able to have a big episode that's just corrections. It's just all the shit that we've gotten wrong or we've said that was in a, that was not uh, accurate or even offensive because mm-hmm. we want to own up to that shit because we want to have a good relationship with... Uh, and we're also really dumb. We're also really lonely. Dana's yeah, not dumb. Really Dana's stupid. not dumb. <laughs> Dana's not dumb. Stupid, sad, and lonely. But you and I are funny. Yeah. I think some people agree. You're funny. I think y'all are funny. <laughs> Someone out there wants me off the show. But. I, think, I, I think there is a version of this show that is just Dana. <laughs> that someone's requesting. Well, Unfortunately, they have to suffer through us. But I think it's great. I think it's great that we can have conversations about some of these topics that are so taboo. Like, I haven't heard about half the stuff that I talked about today until, like, I started researching this, which it's fascinating to find out so much about something that exists and so many people are into and the diverse way that sexuality kind of, I don't know. I mean, I would would call myself pretty, not experienced, but uh, open to, like, the fetish world because of what we do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had never even heard a hint of Hugh Cow before tonight well mm-hmm. i'm a very like inexperienced human being i just like looking at weird shit on the internet but not to blow smoke up our own ass but i really appreciate the tone that the three of us have created that's extremely open-minded but still funny mm-hmm. i know we get on your nerves sometimes Dana, oh by, no but by we derailing have things i like it but it, it's nice to be to be able to uh to normalize these things to make mm-hmm. them not so weird by kind of just poking fun at how they're kind of weird but mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it right and and that's the environment that i at least I'm trying to create and uh, 
I apologize for what I failed to do. So no, I agree. I think that's I think that's essential, and I think that's kind of like what we set out to do in the first place. Even yeah. though we say that we're out to like explore a lot of these fetishes, I think that it's important for us to um, consider also the people that are already into this fetish, and it's like okay, now we're actually discussing it like in person, the three of us, and it's not weird. Other people can have discussions about these things and it shouldn't be weird. We should try to normalize a lot of these things because some people are really into this and why not make this a fun and diverse kind of activity? Like why not encourage people to like, I don't know, try out a new kink, try something different, spice things up. Like, I don't know, kind of interesting to see what's out there. In a world where 50 shades of gray is the default fucking bullshit, like Uh, alternative sexual lifestyle. There's so much more crazy shit out there that initially might seem weird or insane, but there seems to be a lot of successful people out there who are enjoying themselves. Yeah. As I said, tell your mom, she's probably read 50 shades of gray. (laughs) She might like the show. She might like the show. Yeah. I think uh, if you want to help out the show, Tell people, rate and review on mm-hmm. iTunes. Give us the amount of stars you think we deserve. I think it's. I think our show deserves a five on the FDI. I, if you're really, <laughs> low, if that's you're a really, bad thing. Really into us. That's a bad thing. Giving a five on the FDI. It's an exclusivity club, though. We definitely Very deserve. Few get up there. <laughs> Uh, we also want corporate sponsors. If you want to send us no, your don't. sex toy to review, no, I'm just kidding. I won't take corporate sponsors. We want an ovipositor. We're not we going to beg for corporate sponsors. We just, we just want to see what we can shoot through an ovipositor. Like I I'm not going to lie, I really just want to see if I can send a real, like, live hard-boiled egg through that. If All I want is eat get, lunch out of one. If Once. we ever get an ovipositor, I promise to make a YouTube channel that is <laughs> can it ovipositor. <laughs> it is just the things that we shoot yes. through an ovipositor. Yes, it's like a go-gurt. We'll get some Norwegian guy (laughs) to come narrate, just like that uh, press channel, the hydraulic press channel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode. What and is next week? You should totally join us next week for our episode on auto assassinophilia. Oh, fuck. We finally get one that's in the upper ranks. That's a, a wild one. A naughty one. Auto assassinophilia. We'll see you next is that week. Where you kill cars? Message me. Thanks for listening.